and welcome to Literacy Landscapes. I'm your host, Johanna. On Literacy Landscapes, we re-examine literacy theory and watch it in action today. We'll give you an inside look into the classroom and take you outside to where play and practice meet. I am beyond excited to have with us today Dean Tolson, an accomplished former NBA basketball player, a motivational speaker, and the author of the amazing book, Power Forward. Dean has an incredible story of setbacks and adversity early in life, but he managed to completely reframe what it means to fail and use that mindset to find great success. Did you know that every 26 seconds, a child drops out of high school in America? Dean Tolson's mission is to reach youth across America about the importance of an education and graduating from high school and college. On this episode, we discuss the power of literacy and education, and Dean also shares wise words for students and student-athletes who feel they've failed the test, didn't make the team they wanted, or just feel stuck. He shares personal stories and provides a blueprint for success to inspire anyone on their own journey of achievement. You won't want to miss this episode. Enjoy! It is my absolute tremendous great honor to introduce our guest for today. I have to tell you, I have butterflies in my stomach. I prepared all week for this interview. Dean Tolson is an incredible athlete, former NBA player for Seattle. We're going to talk about that. Beyond an inspirational figure, I'm at a loss for words on how to introduce you, Dean. So I'm going to turn it over to you. What would you like the audience to know about you? Because I'm just fangirling over here. Well, thank you for having me on Literacy Landscape Podcast. We have a very, very important message for your audience and listeners out there today that can not only help build, but also to help their kids and the kids in the communities in which they live. We share that commitment. It's something that I've devoted my entire career to. Um, I started teaching in Washington Heights in a, a very challenging, underserved community in 2001. Mm-hmm. And I saw from the very beginning what literacy can do. And so when you reached out to me and, you know, and when I saw your book and your message, I said, yes, yes, and yes. Is it? because we have a similar mission and you have an incredibly powerful story that is is beyond motivating it is aspirational and it it's life-changing and i think you have important important words to tell the world and the world needs to hear what you have to say absolutely absolutely so my first question I always ask my guests is about a powerful, it could be a personal story, a children's book, a children's song, something from your childhood that resonates with you today. Is there anything you would like to share? You know, it could be a story of your own that you take with you. Is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience? You know, I think every kid in America has this tree of becoming something special. And in my particular situation, I had this dream of wanting to play in the NBA as a young child. And miraculously, Will Chamberlain came to my home with my auntie on a date 
Isn't that neat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when he walked through the door, I was static. It's like, I don't believe my eyes that this person is that awesome of a specimen and an individual and a human being is just like, wow. That inspiration annoying to me would lead to me becoming an NBA player and play for the two greatest men that ever played in the history of the game, Bill Russell and Will I, I mean, how do I follow up with that? So I read your book. I sat in a Starbucks reading it and I... I thought I was just going to, you know, skim it. And before you know it, it's two hours later. I was going to do something else. And I, I literally couldn't stop reading your book. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that really sucked me in is that from the very beginning that you had that dream, <laughs> despite so many challenges so much adversity you never let go of that dream and you kept at it and i what kept you going is a wondering i have oh uh, one word failure <laughs> Ooh, do elaborate every time i tried to do something i failed at it mm. but i kept trying <laughs> that led me to overcome my literacy and graduating with another graduate and a master's degree and then graduating magna cum laude and my master's degree at the top 10% of my class at the University of Arkansas. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. And I want to talk, I want to talk about this because you actually post your grades in the book, which is. Yeah, which is unusual. I've never seen that before. And and you see the trajectory of it. You yeah. never let go. And I, I really appreciate that you talk about failure because I think we uh, all, we, we all, all, we all fail. We all do. Yeah. I've certainly failed. I continue to fail yeah. and I sometimes let it bring me down. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's easy to fall into that. I'm going to have a pity party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that don't work. That it doesn't, work. it doesn't get you anywhere. Didn't get you anywhere. Uh huh. See, see, failure and pain are married to one another. Mm. Yeah. So when you fail, you get this pain. Yeah. And so you want to quit. Mm hmm. This is natural human instincts. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what I did is I always had this thing inside me to where it says, I'm going to show you. <laughs> you know? I. That is so. That is so clear in your book. You're like, I'm going to show everyone. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to be belly. Mm -hmm. I am the first person in the world in American history to ever do this. Well, it speaks for itself, right? Yeah, you set a precedent. Yes, and I want these kids to get that precedence incorporated in their everyday program. And they can do it as well. 
the only thing you have to do is believe that you can do it. Yeah. See, I believed that I could pull this off, even though I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. But I believe in me. And so I will also say that that competitive transition yeah. from the classroom, from the basketball court, finally translated over into the classroom. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Because I thought that was really interesting about, yeah. you know, you were in two different worlds, you know. Okay. The first thing I like to say, John, is that it was a choice not to study and go to class and go to school made by me. I made that choice. I ain't going to do it. I see these kids studying and they look like they struggling and my head is hurting and my eyeballs won't fall <laughs> Nothing. But why am I doing this? And, and and I got all this talent to become a professional athlete and make millions of dollars and network have to right. that again. Yeah. And so I said, look, skip that. Let me go off to the NBA. I was the first NBA player to come out of the University of Arkansas in the history of the University of Arkansas. And they've been there since 1871. I was the first NBA player to come out of there. Incredible. And I still hold a rebounding records and second leading score in the history of the school to this day at that university. What? What is <laughs> records? I'm angling of somebody to break my records. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so to, to answer your question, is these kids must know this. Yes. To do it. Yeah. We all under the same umbrella. Right. The, the rules and the circumstances are the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. The system, the order that we live by, it's how to set And you, like I thought, we're not gonna check this. <laughs> Yeah, you say it's still gonna keep going the way that it is always gone. And that is you're born into this world. Here. Yeah. The whole way through. That was my <laughs> my father my father passed away about eight years ago, but it was his That's thing. Right. The, yeah. His saying was, we were from France, and his saying in a French accent was, live and learn. And I say it to myself every single day. <laughs> you understand that, don't you? <laughs> you got to live and learn. If, if, if we can get these kids to understand this, we can start landing cap and gowns on their heads. Yeah. Because the work is, I, I found out that the work, that I, that I didn't want to do became nothing to me. Mm -hmm. That's why I became a student because I, once I figured it out and learned how to do it, it was nothing, just do it. It great work. But I think, and I think we're getting in a better place. I think there's still a lot of work to be done, mm -hmm. but I think we're in a better place in terms of identifying reading challenges students have at a younger age. Right. You know, giving kids the support they need at a younger age so that they are better prepared for secondary. Mm -hmm. We don't know what COVID did in terms of the 
you know. It, it, it damaged the system. Yeah. Out. But it I did. think we have a greater attention to like the science of reading and giving yeah. kids the foundational skills. It's but, still all there, John. Yeah. There. Yeah. We got to help kids to read, period. Let me say this to you about that. Yeah. The same system that failed me and used me is the same system that I use to overcome what happened to me. It's the same. That changed, right? What was interesting to me was you did talk about the power of good of, of good instructors and good tutors, though, oh, right? Absolutely. Today we have glorified babysitters, teachers, and that's why I admire what you're doing. <laughs> because you're teaching people how to teach. We're working on that. Yes, absolutely. It's not easy. Being a good teacher, it not is. We, we, we really need to get the word out that, you know, there are so many great teachers out there who are doing what's, you know, what's right. And uh, so as a teacher educator, like, I, you know, my colleagues and I were pouring our heart and soul into making sure that we are teaching the next generation of teachers to have the content knowledge, to be culturally responsive, to understand the student needs. That's what you need, right? Tradition of different races and what they, their issues and what they like and dislike and how they learn and exactly. how, you, how you reach them. Now, I'll tell you, I used to be a school teacher. Me. What grade did you teach? I didn't know that. In Kansas. Oh, you did. I'm born in Kansas. Yes, yes. I was two, two years in Kansas. And so the principal came to my class one day and he says, Dean, how is it that you keep these kids this quiet in this classroom? They are the worst class in the whole school and the noisiest class in the whole school. And I said, Mr. Principal, I don't allow them to do what I used to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so what are you used to do. I said, oh, you don't know what Dean tells the story of. <laughs> I'm just a substitute teacher with an undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. And so he said, would you like a permanent contract to teach at this school? And I says, no. <laughs> I said, he said, why? I said, because I have a universal message for America. Mm -hmm. They combine confined to a 30 child classroom, I won't be able to spread my message all across this country that yeah. is vastly needed right now across America. Our kids are failing. Yeah. And you saw my memo to you. Yeah. It drops out every 26 seconds. Yep. One, 7,000 a day. Yep. Drop out. And 1.2 million a year drop yeah. out. That's not good numbers statistics. No. And there's a report from Donald Hernandez. I, I think he, he it was a report for the Annie E. Casey Foundation back in 2011. But illiteracy rates combined with socioeconomic factors, right? Like with being in, living in poverty combined have an even greater negative impact on a potentially on a child's life and trajectory. Those are going to be come 
or criminals in society. Those are going to become public charge to taxpayers' dollars. Those are going to be the ones in the correctional institutions and the, the graveyards and drug addicts and homelessness. And it goes on and on and on. There was a, a, I loved the section of your book where you went into the pri- to the prison to play basketball. Do you want to, can you tell us a little bit about that experience of, of they needed an NBA player to get into, to play? Oh, 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 that's Jesse Jackson. Oh, Mike. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go. That's right. Right. I remember now. Okay. Well, that's that what I'm talking about. Prison. Yes. It was a prison. It was a Memphis State County Jail in, in Memphis, Tennessee. And I arrived. I was the first NBA player to arrive there. And he asked me to come to the prison and play. I'm, not, I'm here to play in the Rainbow Classic. Yes. As an NBA player, I didn't come here to play in no prison. He says, no, you don't understand the cause. Yep. I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, we got rats and roaches running That's on right. inmates mm-hmm. with this prison, and you got to go. And I said, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> so I went with him, and then I went up and campaigned for president when he ran. Mm-hmm. That'd be incredible. <laughs> he asked me to joined me in this campaign. And so uh, when I went in there, I saw so many cockroaches run around in that place. It, I just started itching all over me. And I said, I got a goal, man. Yeah. I didn't come here for this. Oof. And he says, look, they're running all the cracks and the holes and stuff. Don't worry about it. They'll be gone in a minute. And then you'll forget about them and go on to play this basketball game. And so I can get on this warden then you see what the veins are going through the layers every night. You see now what brought you here. I'm okay. So I, I've always been the humanitarian guy, even though I didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like with these kids with these education. I love doing all this work. It's but a calling. I, I love to see them benefit from it. I've been told this for 40 years. So over the course of 40 years, what would you say? Well, I have have two questions. One is for our student athletes. Mm -hmm. What are some words of wisdom that you would want to make sure that student athletes hold on to and never let go of? If you're going to be an athlete, be a student athlete and not an athlete student. I was an athlete and no student. I was just at the university mm-hmm. and just there. And walking around campus, moving off every day and not doing my lessons, skipping class, drinking mm-hmm. beer, just hanging out and having fun and chasing the little girls around the campus and just you know, doing wild, the wild thing. But breaking all the records at the University of Arkansas and getting ready to turn pro. Right. Become the first NBA player to ever come out of the university. Amazing. And so 
the story is scripted in such a way that it became my vision oh. and a mission. And now it has turned into a calling that's ordained by God himself. You love it, honey. I do. I do because I feel your passion and it's such it's such an important message that we you know need to adhere to. Yes. Everyone. Each one, teach one. Yeah. You show me, I'll show you. I didn't say cheat or you. Right. Don't cheat. Nope. I'll model it. I'll show it. Yeah. I'll tutor you. Exactly. And I will cheat for you. Yeah. Write your papers. Have somebody take your test for you. Right. Lie for you. So what do you do? So your my second question is, how? what are your recommendations? Because you've been doing this for a really long time for the struggling student, the student who, look, this is hard. Yes. Reading, I'm having trouble reading these textbooks. I'm having trouble writing these papers, doing this math. Yeah. What you, What do you say to you them? Hear my five vowels. Okay. The five vows that I did not do the first time around at the U.S. Army saw from 18 to 21. I didn't graduate. So I went back from 32 to 36. And so those five vows was, number one, never ever skip a class for any reason. I don't care if you're sick, go on in there and sit down and put some handkerchief over your mouth or something. Okay? Yes. Show up to class. Yeah. Show up. Show up every class. Number two, sit front and center of that classroom every That's... session. Hey, buddy, you know the seat, scram. Yeah, you know that's my seat. I'm here every day. Okay, then go sit in the bathroom, the classroom, and goof off with your friends and partners. Let them play games and stuff that they like. You gonna be you gonna be serious about yours now. Number three, turning every assignment that the teacher gives you all time and type it. If you have time to type it. Yep. The teacher don't want you know, have to sift through your chicken scratch. I have chicken scratch. I have the You can be ready for that. <laughs> you should I'm be frustrated with your writing. Yep. Type it. Yeah, figure it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's chicken scratch. Okay. No, number four. Get you a tutor if you need help. Don't sit there and act like you don't know it. That's right. Don't feel like participating to figure it out and learn how to overcome passing a certain class because some classes are harder than others. You need help in some classes. And that's okay. It's okay to get help. Ask for you. Yes. Raise your hand and ask for help. Don't send back. Yep. You know everything because you know it. Okay. And the fifth and final vow was never ever leave the campus of the University of Arkansas until I got my degree and I'm holding it high in the air and show the whole world I did it. Yes. <laughs> Do you see that degree you got out there with? New York University. See that? No. Yes. 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 Yes, <laughs> but you got a hat. 
Listen, I didn't think I was going to graduate college. I'm the first to graduate college in my family in this country, and I got a PhD. I never thought I was going to get there. Wow. Ever. Yeah. I never thought I would graduate from anywhere. Yes. Look at this. Yes. (laughs) Not even grade school. I plopped into the grade three times. So looking back, what do you wish your teachers knew about you? What did I think they knew? What do you wish they knew? I wish they understood a, a little kid that had a dream. Yep. And if they understood me for that, I tell people I am the most misunderstood person in the world that I know. You're I'm, also you're also the most driven, most yeah. resilient. I'm the most politicized person I ever know as well. <laughs> I got politic out of the most beautiful opportunity and out of my talent. Mm. I can do out on the basketball courts mm-hmm. and got the proof. It's sad. That's tough. It is. Mm. I still have nightmares about. Wow. And, and, and what I could have been and what I could have done. Yeah. Okay. And I want these kids to understand that your chances of playing in the NBA are, are, are like getting struck by lightning. You, yeah. It, 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 it just probably ain't going to happen. Yeah. So if you get that education, and if you get in the NBA just to serve without a bonus. I like the way of looking at that. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. It's you getting that education. Because if you don't get that education, you really, I prove it, you don't have anything. I, I didn't have basketball. And I didn't have an education in the end where it was all over. No one can take away that degree from you. That's no. a degree. Yeah, my got to the point where my mother talked me into doing it. Mm. And she got me to retire from playing the game and go back to school. Or this story would not exist for me to share it with you if it wasn't for her. Wow. And that's another message to kids out there. Yeah. Listen to your mother and father. They love you. And they're going to tell you the right thing to do always. And some kids will argue with their mother and all that. You know what? I knew my mother was wrong about a lot of things, but I didn't argue with her. Let her say what she thinks she needs to say to you. Then you make the decision, the choices, how you want to apply it or not. Not argue with her. I know. Yes. Yeah. Tell that to my teenagers. I'll have them listen. They know everything, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very blessed. I have two so great kids. The listen is my point. Yeah. That's the problem I have right now is speaking to kids. They don't listen. Yeah. To the message. And then when they don't listen, then I start crying and they go, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Because they can't see past the 17 to 18 years that they are they don't and i i think that social media can have its benefits but i also think it can cause a false reality right right they got the drawbacks and said max it's good but it's bad i call it the necessary evil yep yeah okay can you do it can't do it 
I know. I know. That's a, that's a new era of technology we in. Yeah. Let's talk about that new era of technology. I didn't get introduced to computers until 1982, 83. That's when they came in. Yeah. So when I went back to the University of Arkansas, I had not been introduced to computers to get one master's. And they said, Dean, if you want right away from this university, you will take your master's degree 100% online. Woof. That's a whole other learning like I'm out of here. <laughs> I took it online. Yeah. And I spent just as much time learning the software to turn in my assignments and take online. Yeah. As I did doing the lessons. It was dip more difficult back then. It's more intuitive now. I think it's a lot easier now. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend taking master level statistics online. Mm. Other than that. I took it in person and I think that would yeah, be, it person yeah. The yeah. only master's class I took in person. Mm. Yeah. Because they would not let me take the whole master's program in person. They wouldn't let me do Yeah. Well, university, I told them no. And another thing the other was, is I needed a, 124 hours to graduate from the University of Arkansas, right? Total. Right. I accumulated 80 hours of F grade on that 124 hours. It, four years. 80 hours. That's like going to school solid for three years and flunking every class. Wow. Well, I went back. I had to overcome that. Yeah. You take every single class I failed. And then I'm moving. Before I'm graduate, I got over 200 hours of moving. Right, so you're going backwards to go forwards. Yeah, yeah. In other words, they wouldn't let me bankruptcy, mm -hmm. academic bankruptcy. Right. I had to retake every single class and they get back even with the world with a C average. Yeah. Then go forward. And then that's when I started making A's and B's going forward. And, then, and when I graduated, they said, Dean, you got a one, that, and that, and that, and that. At 36 years old, you got a one, that, 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 and you in your last semester, you have to make a full point because you're moving 200 hours. Oh my goodness. And so, no uh, pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 208 hours all total I had, and I ended up making a 4.0 and graduating with a 2.000001 or something. <laughs> Amazing. You're, I, first of all, I'm, you know, I'm going to recommend your book left and right. I need to finish your book. As I mentioned offline, I'm going to need a signed copy from you because Absolutely. I, your book is more than inspiring. I think it, it's, it's, everyone should really read it. And I think it has a really important I think it could be life-changing and transformative for a lot of people who are going through a tough time. It's, it's life, isn't it? It's life. You have quite a life. Yeah, but for other people, it's the same for them as their life. Yeah. Everybody having the same shower. We just all will go about it a different way. You agree? I think you had a... I yeah I I think your your story 
is eye-opening and put me into my own perspective. I'm going through a, a little bit of a challenging time personally, and I was like, what am I having a pity party about? What, yep. what, what am I going to do about this? Right, right, right. Yeah. Am I going to just like cry in a corner or am I going to do something about it? And the decisions and choices are very serious. It was like, it, 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 yeah. it underscores whether you fail or succeed is what people don't get. You, you want to fail or succeed in life. You never, I mean, you overcame so many challenges, so many closed doors, and yet you you didn't just persevere. You plowed through and didn't let anyone stop you. You're like, closed door? What closed door? Yeah, where? Yeah. I'm excelling every day. I'm going to excel until the day I graduate. And I didn't have money and every and a whole bunch of different obstacles that kept me from the deterrent. It kept me from getting where I was going. Yeah. And I said, I'm figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And I go get help. Whoever would help me, wherever someone would help, I, I get that. And then uh, kids don't understand no one person is going to hold your hand and guide you all the way through. Yeah. Yep. You got to do the work. You have to be ingenuitive and and innovative and create things that ideals and thoughts that come from you to make it to the next stage and level in your life. And you'll be so proud that you did. You'll be amazed at yourself that I I did it. Yeah. I did it. I thought you. I finally did it. You did. And tears rolled down your eyes for that. Yeah. Because you know how hard it is. So you you know how hard life is. Life is not easy. (laughs) You're not getting a free ticket to the show. No. No. Nope. Nope. No. No free tickets. You and so when those people was giving me my grades, I wasn't earning them. Mm. I see blew that off. Yeah. I'm getting to do this because they giving this to me. Right. Yeah, Nancy. I'm going to score 30 points, 40 points left. What? Now look. Yeah. You got enough. What do you got enough? Game over. Game over. Able. <laughs> well, you showed them. You showed them, Dean, because look at and you now. I went back and played the different game. Mm-hmm. You said it. You excelled. You're the MVP at that game. Yeah, I tell people, I didn't win my uh, uh, NBA championship on the basketball court. I, 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 I won my classroom. You sure did. That's my NBA championship is in that, in that university classroom. And now you're t- you're now you're able to turn Kia to the rest of the world, which is a blessing. You're a blessing. And they, and they should make a motion picture out of this for everybody to see. You have quite a story. You really do. I didn't see them make a picture out of a lot of them is less than money. You listen, if I had the pull, I would call for it too. But you know, uh, I wish. I, listen, I Spielberg said right. I, li- I gotta tell you, I wish literacy were as 
sparkly and exciting as uh, everything else in pop culture, but it's not, you know, it should be. It should be. This is what Steven Spielberg said Ah. on the back of the book. Mm. I'll read it to your audience. It says, the key to Dean's story is that it has a real message Send mm-hmm. out to many talented young athletes and students in the United States. And it makes an important comment on the problems of the uneasy marriage between sports and our educational system. That's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And that's a story to tell because it's complicated. I know Sunday should make a motion picture out of it. He just said it right there. Come on, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> I'm the first one to ever do it. I don't know why they're struggling. Yeah. Somebody should have, as far as I'm concerned, somebody should have seen this way before now. Well, I hope that I can elevate your story on my platform. And I know that you're on other platforms because your story should be told. And I'm so grateful to you. I know our audience is going to absolutely love listening to your words of wisdom. And I just want to thank you so very much. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. Anytime you can share the Dean Tosla story, please do. I think you'll be surprised and elated what it can do to help kids. I have kids after I do a speaking engagement. They come back to me 20 years late. Yeah. And they say to me, Dean, had I not heard your story, I would have never graduated from college. And I am a doctor. Really? I'm a warrior. I'm a school teacher. You made me cry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a CEO and exactly mm-hmm. in my company. Your story was so profound. Yeah. That it struck me in such a way that I couldn't fail. This is what kids need to know and understand about themselves. Yeah. When you go back to school, when you go to school and you learn, you find out who you are. Yes. You find out what's innate and what's inside you. Forget about anything else and whatever somebody else said. You're learning who you are by achieving. Yes. And see, and for some, and feeling that success that maybe they haven't felt before, getting that. Yes. Who's that my reward? Mm hmm. Yeah, I did it. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nobody can give that to you. You earned that. Yep. And that's what that degree is on the wall back there. You earned that. I did, but I got to tell you, nothing makes me more uh, happier than seeing that in my own students at my at my college where I work. You transfer my students. Yep. Nothing feels hard. It's unmeasurable. Yeah. Well, I speak to two thousand kids in the auditorium. Oh man! Right. Peter Paul in there. I ain't. Playing with them. Yeah. It's like this conversation you and I just had. This is serious business. It sure is. Literacy is, it's people's lives. It really, it's about quality of life 
Yes. I'm not taking my time and doing this for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a message. It sure is. It is Say- a very profound message. Yeah. That we need to transfer and translate over to our kids. Mm-hmm. We'll have a better society. We used to be number two or three in education in the world. You know what we are now? Not number two. Twenty-seven or twenty-eight. I know. We're we're down. And, and there's no excuse for that, is it, John? Nope. nope. We're the smartest country on the face of the earth, and look what we're doing to our kids. Yep. They landed them up. A, a, a rocket ship on the moon today. You see how happy they were? They cheered them all along. Few thousands of them cheered them, and they did it, right? Yeah. Well, if they weren't educated, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> they ain't gonna do that. And so, it doesn't matter if you're athlete or you're an astronaut. If you, if you, if you want to cheer for yourself for, for, for being educated and, 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 and doing what it takes because if you don't you have nothing thanks so much for listening to the literacy landscapes podcast don't forget to subscribe thanks so much to my son max and his amazing teacher james for the theme song you're listening to today be well bye